Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 149 of the WW Bro Podcast. That's right, everybody. Tim Dillon's favorite podcast, the WW Bro Podcast. And if anybody over here, and if anybody is over here from Tim Dillon's page, welcome. I hope you uh, find the show as uh, funny as he does. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to the WW Bro Podcast, episode 149. All right, the voting is still going on for Best of Long Island. Another 15 days, two weeks. You can go to bestof.longislandpress.com slash voting. We're in the arts and entertainment category under podcasts. Click there for your vote. We have a guest this week. We'll get to him in a second. So there will be a bonus episode up on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash podcast. Subscribe, become a Patreon member, and have access to all the bonus episodes. There is a huge built bar sale going on right now for Cyber Monday. Save 25% off your order. You can go to builtbar.com and use code WWBROPODCAST at checkout. Uh, lucky for everybody who's watching on Facebook and whoever watches the live feed after it's over, uh, this today's the last day of No Shave November. So this awful facial hair will be gone uh, tomorrow, thank God. But you can still go to my Instagram page at ComicAnthonyD. Check out the link tree, and there is a link there to donate uh, for to cancer research, cancer awareness for No Shave November. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it again next year. Um, but my guest tonight actually has a very lovely beard. Good for him. He doesn't have to uh, worry about doing bad No Shave Novembers and, and everything else. Uh, my good friend, comedian Mick Thomas. Mick, how you doing, buddy? All right, Matt. How are you? Good. We're a little late coming on. Um, it, it was uh, funny trying to get this going, but you did it. No, I'm proud it wasn't. Of you. It wasn't funny. It's not. It's embarrassing. I'm proud of you. Uh, I'm proud of you, man. You got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know me for years, and I've always said I'm not technical savvy, and uh, you know, I always feel like. Do you remember the old TV shows where uh, in the '80s and someone like the pilot would just like. <laughs> Right, and then, and then someone would just get on, and they would put the headphones on, and then the tower would talk him in how to land the plane. Yes, uh, which is totally crap, by the way. You can't do that, but that's how I feel. Like you are tonight, just and you, I could see your, I could see your frustration because people who don't really know you know, like you, you, your patience is not what you're known for. No, and I could already, I could see. I mean, I didn't care, uh, but I, <laughs> as always, I mean, ten years hasn't changed. <laughs> But I could just see you. Yeah, just just press the button, Mick. Just press. You don't have headphones in your house? <laughs> <laughs> well, just something simple as headphones. I, I, I don't know. I mean, you have kids. I figured there's headphones everywhere. There's, or they yeah, can help you with my, this. My podcast goes uh, to video uh, n- uh, next week. Okay. And uh, I was reaching out to you for about yeah. microphones. What should I get? And and, and, and then I was like, I'm, mate, what? Just send me the link. Like, I just... <laughs> You would just send a code like, oh, the blue X two five one. I'm like, well, you. I did. That. I like, thought about even... it afterwards. I'm like, I'm, let me just send the link. It, it's so much easier <laughs> if I just send him exactly where to go. Then you're like, it's sold out. I'm like, oh my god, this still can't be easy. <laughs> yeah. So, so we I'm found. Moron, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, don't worry but, about uh, it. I need to delay it for your for your listeners. As I said tonight, our special guest is comedian uh, Mick Thomas. He is the host of the Cheaper Than Therapy podcast. Which you started this year. Now, did you start the podcast because of the pandemic and lack of shows and just wanted that like creative outlet? No, I started on the road. Um, it was another way because I do it by myself. Once in a blue moon, I'll have a guest on there. 
And it is, it's my way of having like an open mic. So I, I write on stage. I mean, I write, but I also kind of write on stage when I riff. Um, so I figured that, you know, why not just do it? Because if you're doing a bit about technology, right? <laughs> and, and if I'm two minutes into it on stage and I'm bombing, I'm going to bail. I'm going to pull the parachute. But if I'm talking to a void, nobody's going to cut me off so I can just keep going with it. So I just figured I use it as an open mic. And then when the pandemic hit, I stepped it up to three episodes a week when it first hit. And that's when I started having guests on. Uh, but then I'm kind of, I, I scaled it back again to one episode a week. Yeah, I, I had a lot of people that were doing podcasts. My, my buddy Jay, who does the Lighter Side podcast, he actually did a podcast every day. He released a new yeah. podcast, and it, it took a lot out of him. But um, I actually, I listened to your podcast before, but I think during the pandemic, it got a lot better because maybe it, I'm not saying it wasn't good before, but like you weren't sure. just using it as an open mic. You were actually having guests, and it was a little, you know, you opened up more on it as well. I mean, the name of it's Cheaper Than Therapy. That's why I was kind of like wondering, like during the pandemic, did you, you were like, okay, I, there's no shows. So now I'm really going to kind of like peel down the wall a little bit and let some of that out. Yeah. During the pandemic, I wanted to kind of, because people were scrambling, not just for content, uh, but it was tough on people. You know, uh, I'm very fortunate of how the pandemic, how it, it played out with me. I took advantage of all the free time uh, for the better, but a lot of people lost jobs. A lot of people lost family members and I'm not yeah. downplaying. So so I, I kind of had on guests that, number one, I had some guests on that were funny. But, I mean, you can get that on any podcast, right? You get a bunch of comedians yelling over each other. But I actually wanted to get a bunch of people on who were inspiring for people. Like I had someone who was on, uh, you know, who was a, a former sex worker. Uh, I had a therapist on for people dealing with this. And I, I, I've had you on with Dan Barry, but I also wanted to have you on by yourself. It's solely not on the fact that it was comedy-based, but on on your journey of 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 your achievement of how how great you you did with, with your weight loss and yeah. that I figured was a great it was a great person to have on for for a motivation site so I wanted to really motivate as well as entertain. Well, yeah, I mean, and I think that definitely came through a lot. I mean, I've known you now for ten years. Uh, I started doing comedy March of twenty ten, okay, and uh, I met you not too long after that. And one of the things I, I've noticed uh, about you and took you know. Uh, Myra is your dedication and motivation towards things like you, like you, you set your mind on something, you're going to do it and you want to be the best at it. And, you know, first it was comedy and I saw it even with, you know, working out and everything. I, I didn't know you, you before you, when you first came here, you know, you said you were heavier. I didn't know you then, but what I really right. noticed, and we'll get into that a little bit uh, down, down the podcast. But um, what I've noticed is this last month or so is, is running. The marathon. Yeah, I, I I picked that up out of nowhere. Seriously, um, like you feel like a marathon runner overnight. Th- yeah, I I I I used to run at three as a fighter. You run three, five, maybe seven miles a day, right? Because that's all you need um, in the level of your training. So that's all I knew how to run, and I never did long distances. So I was running around a field near my house. And I was listening to Lone Survivor, you know, that Mark Wahlberg movie. Well, yeah. the book, the book that it's based on. And there's a there's a, a a chapter in this when Michael Murphy, who's from Long Island, actually from Patchogue, the same town I live in. He there's a part in this where he walks out into the middle of an open field and they don't really show it in the movie. They don't, you know, show the importance of it in the movie where he 
put himself on the line to get a good reception so he could call to get his men free. And I was jogging and I'm exhausted and I'm, I'm, I'm crying because I get emotional when I get tired. So I'm listening to this. And then I thought to myself, like, like, Jesus Christ, like, what if instead of doing five miles, I did seven? And then I said, what if I did eight? And then that turned into 10. I think I finished up with 12 miles. And that's the furthest I'd ever ran in my life. And then I said, you know what? Three weeks time, I'm going to run a marathon. It's, it's insane. That is, that is absolutely insane. The, the, the way you, you put your mind to it, first of all, and accomplish that goal. And if give a little backstory, you said fighting, uh, you were um, a fighter in, in Ireland, right? Kickboxer, yeah. Kickboxer. It was like, right. so that's like the real deal. That's, um, that's like across, that's across the sea fighting that uh, <laughs> you see about like blood sport. Your hooligans, yeah. Yeah, it's like Brad Pitt and, uh, and Snatch. Snatch. <laughs> but no, seriously, so you, you, you know, so working out and, and being physical was never, was that, you know, that foreign to you? Like you weren't like, you just didn't pick up running like out of nowhere, but that, that is a big difference between running, like, you know, for exercise and getting a workout in and deciding to run 26 miles for a marathon. Right. The difference there is, and anyone, uh, I'm like you in a way, like I, I'm stubborn. Right. And if you tell me I can't do something, I'm like, yeah, we'll see about that. That's that's you. <laughs> that's 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 for you to decide. Just because you can't do it, it doesn't mean I can't. Yeah. So they say when I say they say it takes six months to prepare for a marathon. Right. Six months. You start off and whatever. That's how long it takes you. So but I knew I couldn't train my body to be ready for that in six months. But I knew I could train my in, in three weeks, but I knew I could train my mind to not give a crap. Yeah. Right. I knew that if I got my mind right and calloused for that day, I would be able to do it just based on 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 my mind. And and, you know, and even that day, that's funny. One of the days I was training, I went on uh, Instagram live and you just hopped on. Yeah. And that day I ran and this guy was I ended up jogging beside them for a minute. And the guy said, basically, long story short, he goes, yeah, you're not going to do it. And I went, all right, well, you have a good day. And I just took off, which was so dumb because I, I think I pulled a muscle in the back of my leg. Um, but again, you know, I knew I could train my mind first. And I said, ah, my body will catch up later, you know. And it's nothing like I'm nothing special in relation to I'm not an, I'm not a, an athletic. I'm not athletic. I'm not I'm nothing more than an average person who goes to the gym. And when I went to the gym, I would throw around weights and maybe jump yeah. on a treadmill for 20 minutes. But I, I in no way was conditioned. Uh, not even a little bit to do long distance running. Yeah, but what you, no what, way conditioned for it. What you said there was you, you train your mind first, which I think is very important, especially to everybody who's listening, who's on a weight loss journey. Cause that's yeah. what you have to, to do first. You know, when mm. I know I, when I walked into WW, you know, three and a half years ago, almost four years ago, and I saw my book and I weighed 583 pounds, I had, you know, physically I'm like, I can't do this. I have to lose, you know, to lose. And now I'm down 210 pounds, but to be down that, if you would have told me I have to, I'm going to drop that. It's almost impossible. You have to get your mind right. Being like, no, no, I could just get to next week and then I can get to the week after. And then I can keep like piecing that together. And I think that's what you did. Like you said, the miles you did eight miles and nine miles and 12 miles. And right especially people who tell you you can't do this. I mean, I had doctors tell me I can't do this. Yeah, it's, 
you know, and what like there's so many people like that, man, and especially when it when it comes to weight loss, because I've been there before. I've been uh, between 280 and 300 pounds. Um, I wish I knew you then. <laughs> no, yeah, I was. You know, it's funny. I got. I I wasn't fighting. I wasn't allowed fight. So I went into depression. Yeah. And I used to eat two, sometimes three, Big Mac meals a day. Not as my meals, like not as my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. No, I snacks them in between meals. Yeah. Right. Oh, look, you talking and to. with. I mean, yeah. Within within weeks, you're buying bigger pants and you know that kind of stuff. So. And then, you know, you gotta, you gotta hit a wall where you go like, all right, I gotta, I gotta change this now. And, and once you, it seems so far away, it seems like it's miles apart. I mean, to use the metaphor, like it's, you know, it's a, it's 26.2 miles away. Yeah. But if you just do it one mile at a time, but I think the most important part to condition, a lot of people don't talk about it is your mind. Like if you get your mind ready you can do absolutely anything. Well, yeah, I know. Absolutely I noticed things about you just over the years. Like you'll eat a plate of vegetables at the club, and then you'll be like, "But I'm gonna have a cookie." And I'm thinking at the green room. Yeah, well, <laughs> the green room would, is the worst smelling place in the world when, when Mick is there. It's absolutely disgusting. Um, but you, but you would also have like you know either a piece of chicken or vegetables, and then you're like, "But I'm gonna have a cookie later." So you knew in your head you're already like not counting calories, but you know, just in your own, your mindset's like, okay, if I want to have a cookie or an ice cream later, I'm going to now just have vegetables and, and, or chicken to get myself through to that point where like when I was at my prime, I would eat like my dinner before I came down to the club. I'd eat at the club again. Then I'd eat afterwards. Okay. That wasn't exactly like, you know, I'm going to have this later. So I'm going to just, Maybe I have something right. to, to tide me over. No, I was I was eating like a, like an asshole. Um, so I think that's what you you know that whole mindset thing when you got into the whole marathon running and you mentioned the people people told you you can't do how many people like that even just on social media but in your pro- personal and private life told you it c- couldn't be done. I I I think I had uh, one person say to me, "Yeah, you'll do it. No problem, you'll do it." Like I I would talk about it on stage before yeah. the marathon because three weeks to go, right? And I talked about on stage, but some of the things I did during the pandemic and one of those things, like I signed up for a marathon three weeks before the marathon and the whole people laughed like that was the punchline. So like to everybody <laughs> in that room, it's like, yeah, you're a moron. Uh, and I made it seem like the, like the joke, but pretty much everyone in, in, in my personal life too, minus one or two people were, were kind of like, yeah, you're not, you're not going to do it, you know, or else they thought I was going to walk, walk across the finish line and go for, you know, like one of those guys where everyone's like, applauding this like you know like remember michael scott in the office when he's yeah. doing the 5k <laughs> everyone <laughs> applauds him and hands him a lamp uh you know it wasn't that at all it was it was every majority of people didn't think i could do it well i mean um i i, I knew you were gonna do it just because i know how stubborn you are like you said i'm stubborn you know we're oh yeah we've, we've butted heads over things over the years because sure. we're very stubborn and sure. so I knew like if Mick's like, okay, no, he's going to do the marathon. He's going to run it. I was concerned that maybe you'd hurt yourself like pretty bad, but, <laughs> but you know, I said, no, he, one way or another, he's going to finish this 26.2 miles. And then I see you do another one. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, I actually did. I actually did two more. One was unofficial. One okay. was, I went down, I ran 18 miles on the same track. And then I realized 
I dropped my car key, which was about, <laughs> which was about, uh, you know, five miles back. And I knew where it was because I was fiddling with my fanny pack to get my phone out. And I'm like, crap. So I had to jog back five miles to get the key to jog back the other five. So now instead of running my goal of 18, I actually just ran another marathon. But then on Thanksgiving morning, I did another one. I got up the crack of dawn. Uh, it rained like, like, like you wouldn't believe. Oh, it was bad that morning. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wind and rain. And I absolutely loved every step of it. You know, it was just me out there and I'm running through the woods and there's deer running next to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> now, do you like I wanted to take, just run in my underwear and just like, rah, beasts. Well, this, I think, I think you like about it is that you're out there by yourself, get your headphones on. If you own them anymore, I don't know if you have headphones or not, but if you <laughs> Or you just you have like a boombox strapped to your back and you're you're running into in the, in the wild, um, running on my shoulder. Yeah, but like, do you think if this there wasn't like this pandemic going on, would you run the New York City Marathon with all those people? Not a, not even close because I hate people to that level. <laughs> um, Fifty three thousand people, mate, run the New York Marathon. That's what I'm no saying. Way. I'm not driving all the way to Staten Island. Get parking. Line up beside these morons, right? You know, who stand there and do this and stretch and find a guy that gives me the sticker, yeah. right? And then just... What's, what's you your know, pulse, then, man? What's your pulse? What are you starting at? What are yeah, you starting I, at? I couldn't even tell you. I didn't know how to read that. Like, so I'm standing like, all right. And then when the gun goes off, right, I'm competitive. So when the guy from Nigeria takes off, I'm like, all right, well, I got to get him. And then I don't realize that this guy's been chased by lions his whole life. So of course I'm not going to catch him. And it's, it's, it's too much. It's that's way too many people. It's, and, and then when I did it virtually, you have to get a special app. Um, you see the cat. Yeah. <laughs> you have to get a special app, um, to run. Right. And as you're running, the woman's voice comes on to let you know, Hey, you're on mile five. Now you're doing great. But then someone will come on and you hear this woman and she go like, okay, right now, because I guess they would tell where you are mile-wise. Right now you're on the Brooklyn Bridge. And if you just look to your right, this is the part where I love all the drummers and I stop and I take pictures. Immediately in my head, I'm like, all right, this bitch is going to stand in my way now to take pictures while I'm struggling to run. <laughs> like, it's just stress to be around that many people. I, I'm, not, I'm not doing it. So that, when I heard virtual, it went perfect. It's I guess me, there goes my follow-up question. Because that's yeah. all I'm racing again. That's my follow-up question. Now when this ends, are you going to run like – races are you going to be like a you know are you gonna be like a marathon runner or would you just prefer to do it like it's me i'm out there i'm gonna do it by myself and and hopefully continue that way yeah i don't i don't need a medal i don't need medals anymore i don't need to compete uh i'm against myself See, I, I, run one every I would need all that I, I need all that stuff yeah i don't i don't need it doesn't do anything for me like even with weight watchers I, uh, they give us like charms when we hit certain like goals and complete like certain uh like They'll have like a summer, like a summer, I don't know, like you weigh, you weigh in every week in the summer and you get a charm. I'm like, I need that charm. I, and I have on a keychain. I have all my charms. And I just actually got with yeah. my wellness wins. I got a, a, a key, bigger keychain to put them on because they, they're getting a lot now. It, it's, you know, almost four years. I need that stuff. I need validation. I, I, I'm, that, that's me. Wouldn't it be cool if the key charm, like you keep collecting them and it, it mirrors the weight you lost? <laughs> <laughs> It's like 210 pounds of keychains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. They don't have any more. I've hit, as far as weight ones go, they don't have anything above 200. You see? I mean, you, right there, like, you have achieved something <laughs> that the organ, like, they've no contingency, they've no contingency plan now. They're like, no right? one's done they're this. No, like, 
because they're like <laughs> nobody's gonna get that and you get it and now they're like ah oh, we need what you, you don't get charms like there's not enough charms for you now look i know people who have lost over 200 pounds but i i know like a one other person that's done it on weight watchers uh my buddy john i had him on um a few months ago on the podcast, but I have friends that have lost well over two. You know, I know a guy who's lost over three hundred pounds. My buddy Gormy, he's uh, yeah. doing keto. He's lost three hundred pounds, and so it is. You know, it does happen, I and mean, hopefully, I will get there. But I don't. I'm not gonna have a charm for it. There's not a three hundred pound charm. Now, well, well, what will motivate you if it's not a charm? Well, what motivates me is just you know I, I really draw on like life now as far as a motivation like. Um, I'm, I got into pants from old Navy for the first time since 2004. I mean, that might not seem like, might not seem like a big deal to people, but like when you have to shop at the big and tall store and they have like, you know, the one guy draws up a design and that's designed in 17 different colors. That's, you know, a lot of it's, it's tough and it's more expensive and yeah, you know, it's, it's just, no one wants to buy clothes at a big and tall store. I'm sorry. I don't care how, how comfortable you are in your own skin. You want to be able to go into every store that everybody else can go into and, and put something on from it. And the other day I had, I bought a sweatshirt from MLB.com, a Yankee sweatshirt. It was, you know, a bigger size, but it wasn't from the big and tall section. And I had pants from Old Navy on and this hoodie on. And I, it, that felt, to me, that's motivation to keep going. Is things like that taking from my, my life and, and life experiences that happened because of of losing weight? That's what I draw. On. Yeah, man. I mean that that's that's a that's a remarkable milestone, like you know, by itself. And if that's what it takes, you know, go for H and M next. Yeah, <laughs> why not? I mean, I, I'm you know not I mean? I'm not comfortable with tight stuff. Um, but you know, yeah, hopefully one day that that that'll be awesome. You know, the, no, but you would always walk into a club, though, man. I'm, I'm not. Please don't take this the wrong way. I don't want to send you back to big and tall. But some of the t-shirts you had were awesome. I was like, God damn it! I wish they had that like somewhere else. Like that's cool only Star the Wars stuff. that's like, only the last few years. Um, when I was so, I wish that was the way it was when I was in high school because I started shopping there in high school. They oh. didn't have any um, graphic t-shirts like in high school. Like I didn't have a Star Wars. I didn't have Star Wars shirts. I didn't have Yankee shirts. I think that's why, like, now, like, people are like, why are you 41 and you're dressing like you're 17? Because I couldn't dress like I was 17. I was wearing old man right. flannels and, like, polos. And so, like, when they started, I remember when they first came out with a Yankee shirt, it was, um, it was, it was like a powdered blue Yankee shirt. And it didn't even look like a real Yankee shirt, but it said Yankees on it. My mom found it, like right. one of these stores, and got it for me. And I wore it like every day because it was like the Yankee shirt I could I could fit into. But they only started that I would probably say the last ten years. As a, I think America right. has gotten bigger, more companies are just expanding, for lack of a better term, like the things that they're making, and even like you know, like I said on MLB.com, all these sports franchises now they sell shirts and jerseys in big and tall sizes because you know, the real, the realization is more people now are, are overweight and fighting with weight, especially now during this pandemic, people put on a tremendous amount of weight. Yeah. Do you think, uh, do you think that, um, how am I going to ask the question? Do you think that kind of might not more, like if you, let's say like you're a huge star Wars fan, right? Mm -hmm. I'm getting back into star Wars, which should, I'm still, Still not better than the Avengers, but it's so I'm, much better I'm, than the Avengers. It's not even close. So but uh, so I'm getting back into Star Wars again, thanks to the Mandalorian and stuff oh like that. Oh my god, so good. Um, but you know, before I go on, 
here's my problem with Star Wars. <laughs> I was talking to my son. Like, whenever, like, the Mandalore, like, here's the thing. They're not, they're not countries they go visit. They go visit planets. And they go, right? And they go, oh, it's yeah, he's on a bar. He's at a bar in such a planet. And they just arrive at the bar. Like, if you said he's at a bar on Earth, do you know how many bars there are in Earth in many different countries? They just happen to know where yeah, exactly you're talking it's, about. Yeah, because that's what it's—it's it, a galaxy. It's—that's it, how it is. Yeah, is. But if someone said, "Yeah, he's at a bar," and they're like, "All right, is it Thailand? Is it you know Yugoslavia? Where is this bar?" But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> do you do you think um, the fact that like if they like they're the coolest Star Star Wars shirts, like if and you want to wear those Star Wars or the Yankees, for example, right? You're a big baseball fan. Yeah. If they made the Yankee shirts in two sizes maybe smaller would that be more motivating for you or other people to say like i gotta get that yankee shirt because if not i don't have it in my size so now i gotta do it out do you think there's a uh a danger not, not a danger you know what i'm trying to say if there's like no incentive if you're going to kind of keep making it to whatever size that you're you're getting um maybe i mean i some people that's not a motivation some people just like okay i'll, I'll wear what they have like i'll wear the same right. 10 different shirts for me, that was a motivation thing because I like, you know, to wear Yankee clothes and Star Wars stuff and stuff like that. But I, I think they'll never, even if let's say that's the case, financially, they'll never do it because you're closing down a whole clientele. Right. And it's it's right. more money. Like a, a regular T-shirt, let's say, is $25. You go to the big and tall, so they start at 35 to 45 yeah. 50 for a T-shirt with like Darth Vader on it. So, right. I mean, they're not cutting that off. And I think the only way really for that to stop is for America really to, you know, get a little more health conscious. And that's what's that it drives me crazy during during this, this pandemic that, you know, everything that's coming out is saying like illnesses and stuff that, you know, all the underlying illnesses are like, you know, like diabetes and heart problems and um you know, high blood pressure, all these things that come with being overweight and not taking care of yourself. And it's almost like they're pushing you more towards that. Like, you know, watch Netflix, uh, order Uber Eats and, and all this other right. stuff that they're, they're telling you to do. It, 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 it drives me insane. That, that's why, like, you know, when I saw that you're doing the marathon or you're trying to stay in shape, I'm like, yeah, good for you. I mean, it's it, it could just be easy to just, there's, you know, there's not, not as much comedy. You could sit around the house and binge watch something and, and eat yourself in, in, into a coma. Yeah, I, I think with the pandemic, if, especially with comedy, if you accept, right, if you can accept it, what's happening. Like, yeah, there's a few people getting up on stage here and there, right? I'm going to go to Jersey next week and jump up and I'm going to middle at some club just because I wanted to get on stage. I'm going to yeah. take a bath with the money. By the time I pay gas and tolls, I'm not going to make anything. But once you realize that, so you and I are in comedy at the same time, right? But now your career from stand-up point of view, not including your podcast, because your podcast is very successful, but if you were to go stand I, I'm just not sitting there like, like, oh, crap, Di Domenico is moving ahead of me in stand-up now. <laughs> no, I'm not. Right? Because you're not on some secret path of comedy that we don't know about, because it's all it's all shut down. Yeah, people are getting on stage mm -hmm. and to keep the rust off, but nobody is moving forward and progressing, really. So once you accept that, you know, you can put your energy into, you can use this as an opportunity to make things. Like I canceled my membership at Planet Fitness because I'll never too. go back to a gym again since I discovered this new workout of just running. I do 600 push-ups, 200 pull-ups a day. Uh, David Goggins calls those nickel and dime exercises. 
right? You don't have to start off and get up to 600 push-ups a day. But that's all I do now. And I, I have no desire to go back to a gym because the funny thing is when I used to go to the gym, like like a plan of fitness like you, and you go throw weights around or whatever, you were chasing this image, right? Because I want to look a certain way and I want to have my shoulders to shape like that. And then you just got to realize, like, I don't give a shit. Let me just be healthy and feel <laughs> happy about myself. And I think if you can cut away that stuff, like if you can watch who you follow on Instagram is huge. You know, like I used to follow these guys for great exercises, right? Like, oh, how does he get his shoulder like that? And how yeah. does he get like this? And then I realized like I was getting depressed because I'm like, I don't look like that guy. That's like, why don't I look like that guy? So instead of learning from these guys who were making me more miserable. So I just stopped. I, I, I cut my followers down to over from 2,500 down to just under a thousand. I'm still going. Like, unless I get something beneficial from my page. Yeah. They're gone. They're gone. Well, that, that's a big thing. Like, I I uh, canceled my membership too, Planet Fitness. Um, one was because of the mask thing. I I, I can't I can't wear the mask in the gym. It, it's sure. it kills me. Um, but also I had oral surgery, <clears throat> so I couldn't work out with that. And then like you know, by the time I got back to it, the numbers started like spiking a little bit again. And I'm not, you know, I'm not like a crazy like you know, um, like stay in the house and lock the doors kind of person. But <clears throat> I just. A guy I work with got it, and he was going to the gym every day. So I was like, you know what? Maybe it's better because they're not cleaning there. I mean, they're not doing anything different. I mean, it's it's more disgusting probably than ever. I mean, they're sitting yeah, there cleaning. Business, man. They're monsters. They're monsters. Yeah, like no one was monitoring anybody. I saw people not wiping machines down. I'm like, you know mm-hmm. what? I, I'm not the boy who cried wolf, but like just for the common courtesy of somebody else, you should be wiping your machine down pandemic or not. That's disgusting. Like it's you're sweating on it. I mean, I, I talk about Planet Fitness on stage, and it's it's ten dollars a month. You get what you pay for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's ten dollars a month. What what <laughs> kind of people do you think you're going to get there? Uh, you know, and and this, once you learn to not hold people by your own standards, you'll just be a lot happier. You know what I mean? Just because oh, you would wipe the machine down, like I'm going to wipe that machine down, right? Yeah. But just when you expect someone else to do it, like you're gonna you're gonna torture yourself. They're just animals. Well, yeah, animals. I mean, I. I... I don't expect anybody to do any, you know, that's the thing, like, especially being in comedy for, for 10 years, you don't, you know, you meet a lot of different people and uh, your expectations definitely get a little lower. Um, but hopefully like, you know, when the gyms open back up and I don't have to wear a mask, I'll, I'll, I'll find another one. I'll, I'll go to another one again because I, I actually enjoy being in the gym and that whole lifting weight, but I don't do it to look a certain way. I do it cause it, it relieves stress and I enjoy it. Which is the, yeah, the it's a big it. stress reliever. It's a big stress reliever. And especially if you're like someone like me who like deals with crippling depression, I found that once you exert yourself, you know what I mean? To, to work out to not to failure, but to, um, you work out to the level where you're just literally exhausted. It helps so much. There's so much in there. Um, so you can get it other ways, but I understand like just throwing a weight around and can absolutely help in that, in that regard. Yeah, like, you know, and you said, like, you know, when you first came to America, um, you you said you put on you put on weight, you eat McDonald's and Big Macs and, and all that that fun stuff, yeah. I guess. Uh, was that because like when you came here, you, I'm not going to say you probably have the food in Ireland, but was it not as prevalent as far as like it is here in America, like it's every corner? No, it is now. You go to Ireland. And I, when I put that weight on, uh, I put it on just before I moved here. Oh, okay. So, I thought you did it when you got yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, because it was in it was in Ireland when that happened, and it was, uh, it was just. Sorry, this cat's crawling over the computer, killing okay. my face. 
Um, Very professional. I, I don't want to listen to people think he's cool, <laughs> he's cool to animals now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I just did it because I wasn't allowed to fight anymore. Um, and I just thought, well, what else am I going to do? I, I spent, so like, like you said, you know, your childhood, right? You grew up in high school. You weren't allowed to wear certain things. But now all of a sudden you did because you could. So it was the same with me. Like I would go to, I would go to, like I, that's the reason I don't drink to this day. I don't drink because when you're 15 and your friends are experimenting, drinking under bridges or whatever yeah. it is, my coach had me in a gym, so I missed it. And when I finished fighting at 27, I'm not going to start. Now is not a great time to start getting <laughs> used to brandy. No. Um, you know, so, but I, 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 when I put on that weight over there, it was just because I could and I wasn't allowed to. And it's just, it's so easy. It's just so fascinating how quick you can just go off the rails and and get caught into a whirlwind that like if you you know so much easier to it's so easy to put it on you know it's the easiest <laughs> it's like i don't know man i think it is I, it's really I, easy I, it's like you know what i mean it's like uh i don't know it's, it's like it's like aids right aids <laughs> there's no there's no way to get aids it's not fun right everywhere oh, you get God. aids is Think about it. You share a needle, you're high on heroin. That's supposed to be amazing, apparently, right? You know, you, you have on the views, Mick podcast. Mick, do not right? reflect the views of the donor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, it's like every way you get that, it's a fun way to get that disease. So, same with like any weight disease, right? It's like it's fun. It's everything is delicious. Like McDonald's is your friend, ice cream is your buddy. Yes, you they're all I mean? my they're all my friends. They were my best friends. It was I they can't... are man. They, I, I get it. And and I I have what I do is I have a weird relationship with food. Now I have one cheat day. Yeah, where where what I do is like, and it's not like I have a cheat day, and I might have like I go balls to the wall <laughs> from the second I wake up. I mean, I eat to the point where it's like. This weekend I had I had burger I had not Burger King I had McDonald's this week for that right but just chocolate nonstop not to the point where at the end of the night I have a headache from the sugar and I feel disgusting um and they if you're not supposed to do that but I don't I don't care it's just that one day where I don't deprive myself of anything if I walk by something and it's there I'll just grab a fistful of it and eat it um but you you gotta live your life too you have yeah. to live your life too. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I, I didn't do. The first, I lost weight from 2003 to 2005. I, I lost 150 pounds and I cut off everything. I didn't drink alcohol. I stopped smoking weed. Uh, not that I do it now. It makes me sleepy, but right. um, I just stopped everything. I just stopped going out. I just stopped. Everything was, my, my weight loss was everything. I gave myself a cheat day too, but I didn't go out. I didn't enjoy it. Like I just sat yeah. home and I, I just cut off every, the outside world. That when I went on a cruise and then my cousin's wedding two weeks later, that being out and like almost like eating that stuff for the, the first time in a year and a half, it, it made me go on like a whole off the rails. So right. I do I do the you same got, thing. You got back with an ex, right? You got back with a toxic ex. Yeah, it was like, hello, wait, where you been? And I'm like, well, I've been over here. And like, no, it's better over here. Remember me? Yeah, and I've done that. I've gotten back with toxic exes before in the past. It's, it's not, it's, it's the same exact thing. And I do that now too. I, I do, I do a cheat, I do a cheat day. I do like a day where, when the day I weigh in, I will then, you know, if I want something, I have it. Because if I don't, I will obsess about it all week long. And I think that's the kind of 
the same mentality that you have as well. Yeah. Because yeah, and it, if you do like the weird thing is if you're trying it now, like what I say to people is your body will adjust to it in about three weeks. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's say you cut out all, let's say whatever your, your crutches, I don't know if it's fruit loops, whatever it is. And you know, you just eat fruit loops nonstop. You love it. So now you don't now three days go by, it's going to get tough. Right. But then when you get to day seven, now you're back on the fruit loops again, you're fine. But as each week goes on, that craving of the sugar gets less and less. Like my body starts, it knows when the cheat day is coming up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Excited. It's like, yeah. So my body's days. like, are we going to Burger King today? We're getting pizza. What are we doing? What are we doing? How about you go to Subway and get 12 of those chocolate chip cookies? Because I will. <laughs> you know what I mean? But my body knows that day is coming. It's the, it's the weirdest thing, man. Weirdest thing. I get it too. Like sometimes I'm like, it's, it's crazy how like as well as I've done and how much weight I've lost and I've changed my mindset about food and everything. It's still there. It's still in the back of my head that some days I'm like, I'm going to eat tomorrow. Oh, it's going to be. Yeah, like, yeah. Thanksgiving was like that. Like, I was like, I couldn't wait for certain things that I eat every year just on Thanksgiving. It's it's, it's like my, my sister-in-law's stuffing. Uh, she made these lemon bars that are absolutely amazing. And it was like, I'm going to enjoy it. And then it was like, you know, I was back on track the next day. I got sick the next day. Um, Not from the food, just like, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, well, well, not related. An illness, yeah. Oh, oh my god, I was so so okay. sick. I thought I had. I actually thought I had COVID. I, I went and got a test. It was negative. You can actually get sick now. Uh, believe it or not. Yeah, right. Not you're, you're allowed to get sick. <laughs> well, that's what I said to the woman when she told me it was negative. I'm like, so I'm like old school 2019 sick. That's the kind of that's the kind of sick I am. It's like this is a kind of retro sick. Yeah, you're not PlayStation Five yet. No, because everybody, I I said that I didn't feel good. They're like, uh-oh, you got it. I'm like, well, then I start thinking I got it. I'm like, well, maybe I do got it. I don't know. I'm like, I don't have any of the symptoms. I'm just sick. Like, I don't feel good. And then um, if you tell somebody, so you know, someone dies, it was a COVID. No, they just died of something else. They could die of other things besides COVID. It's it's the whole world. We're getting brainwashed with that stuff. Yeah, it's it's kind of getting uh, bombarded. I think we should all just get it. Just get it once just, and just see what happens. Well, you know, it's kind of what's happening. I mean, I think eventually once and get it out the way. Let's just, you know, let's just see what you're dealing with. I, I kind of dance with the devil. I kind of hope it's like the walking dead when they all found out they had it. Like, yeah, no, er, everybody great, ha- right? yeah. Everybody has it. <laughs> you, 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 and I was like, like, we all have it. Oh, like, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's just dance with the devil and see who's going to survive. And it's a great <laughs> game of roulette. And just, you know, just, just get it over and done with, you know what I mean? Enough of this crap. So, you know, with, with all, with uh, getting back to the whole, you know, maintaining, like, you know, working out and how do you balance everything with like, you know, your, you know, you got wife, kids, comedy, you know, you take care of yourself. How do you balance all that into like putting time into each area, which I think is good for people to know as far as just even trying to do two things at once, as far as like weight loss and, and even maybe like a, a job. Well, there's, 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 there's no excuse for it, right? There's 24 hours. I read years ago um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's book, okay. right? Believe it or not. And he talked about, and I never followed it. I didn't put down the book and go, all right, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> um, but it, it kind of stuck with me, right? About how he, he would say there's 24 hours in the day. So he would work for seven hours at a gym. Then he would go to school for three hours. Then he would go work out for four hours. And he would just, you know, and then he would, whatever time he had left, he would sleep. And it's like, all right, that guy's just not chilling on the couch watching TV. Um, 
maybe that was part of his sleeping time, right? It's like, I said, yeah. I'm going to sleep for seven hours. So maybe one of those hours was catching up on what's on TV, watching his favorite show or whatever. Uh, I just, just go out and do it. Don't, I don't let, um, I don't let the day get ahead of me. Like today, I don't find excuses. Like today I finish, uh, I pick my son up from school at three 30 and you live on Long Island, right? So you know what yeah. the weather was like today. And I still put on a raincoat and I ran five miles, right? I still ran in the rain. Um, just, you know, there's no, you just go out and just do what you're supposed to do and don't, don't make excuses for it. There's no reason why you can't do the things you said you were going to do. There's no reason why all the things you want to do, it's like, all right, like people are very big on saying, well, next year I'll do it. No, no. That's why I used to always, you know, when people say, when the new year is coming and next year I'm going to start, well, what's wrong now? Like, why, why does a calendar determine what you're going to do? You know, well, and it's like Monday. Monday's the day everybody starts their their uh, diet or their workout routine. Everything's Monday, and I agree Monday with that with the day. year too because you yeah. know, there's a there's, I think it's January thirteenth is National Quitters Day, and it's the day I never heard that. That's funny. Yeah, and it's they it's National Quitters Day because by January thirteenth, something like ninety percent of the people or, or some crazy number that already gave up on their New Year's resolutions. Not even two weeks into the new year. Right. And it's because they're pushing it aside. They're 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 pushing it. It they're not, they're not serious about it. If you're serious about it, you start. That's it. Yeah. You know, I happened to start WW on a Monday. It's because my friend. That's the day he would, we were off together. And we wanted to, we wanted to go together. But like I was like, no, I'm starting, and I'm I'm this is it. And it, it was like there was no other, there was no looking back. People are like no, I'll do I'll do it Monday, then next Monday come oh Tuesday and whatever. You keep pushing it aside. Like I said, like there's no reason not to just start it just now. Yeah, I, I think people need some sort of inspiration and motivation. And if they can't find it within themselves, they should look elsewhere for it, you know, to, to reach out to, to people. Not, listen, not life coaches. I'm sorry if anyone listening is a life coach. Majority of these life coaches, man, they've done nothing themselves. Like, what what experience do you have that tells me I'm not doing something right? Like, you know what I mean? Like I know I'm not doing something right. That's why I picked up the phone and called you. <laughs> um, so stop with this life. You know, you don't need to reach out to life coaches, man, but just find people who went out and actually did it. Right. I happened to find the inspiration in that one book I was reading. That was just about, I happened to, like, I'm very big into American history. I'm very big into the American military. I'm reading a book right now. When I say reading, I use audiobooks for when I jog okay. about the civil war. Um, and I just happened to be turned on like, like really motivated by that one book about those four guys up the mountain against 200 people. I'm like, and what am, what am I going to bitch about? Like, what am I like, what, what did these guys go through? What was their mindset? Right. What was their mindset when 200 people are shooting down and you know, to quote Scott star Wars, they had the high ground. These guys, 200 troops had the high 200 uh, Afghanistan guys had the, had the Al Qaeda guys had the high ground yeah. coming down on four guys. But those four guys, man, they fought like literally to the death. And like, I find motivation in stuff like that, right? So like, what am I going to do? Just sit at home and like, can I bitch about like, oh, I don't want to get up off the couch and go to the gym. I don't, but it's not, it's not even about the gym, man. It's just about getting up and, 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 and doing what you want. There's no excuses for anything. Like there's, you, you're, here's the weird thing to start. Nobody's born special, right? Now people are born with disabilities. Absolutely. People are born with, with obstacles. Yeah. Meaning where you grew up, right? How you grew up. You could have abusive parents. You could have, you could have grew up in a neighborhood where no, but like you just, you're mentally, 
Well, there's always everybody's you. got obstacles, no matter what the situation is. I think, yeah, absolutely. Right, but like, you know, nobody is more special than the next person, right? So when 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 people like that's the reason why I don't, I don't keep a medal for the marathon because I don't, I just don't think what I did. I genuinely don't think what I did was special. I'm like, all right, let me just get rid of this out this way because what's and here's the thing: what's next now? Marathon runners, like they're not even considered like that's not even considered tough anymore now. Which I'm looking at in March is an ultra marathon, which yeah. is a hundred miles in 24 hours, right? So those guys are the next marathon runners. So if you call up an ultra marathon and go like, "Well, I ran three marathons in the space of a month," which I did, they'll go, "That's adorable." You know what I mean? <laughs> so it does. It doesn't matter. Nobody, nobody is special, man. And 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 I think you need to just you need to do it for for whatever reasons you want to do. It. Some people, if, if it comes to weight loss, they want to do it because their family members that depend on them. Uh, they want to do stuff with their kids that they can't do because I mean Mick Foley told me a story, um, you know, which was heartbreaking but funny. He made it funny about he got to cut the line because he's Mick Foley and he had his yeah. son with him who was very small at the time and it was a Six Flags and he had put on so much weight that when he got to the front of the line he was too big for the ride and he had to get turned back around and walk past everybody. Now he made that story funny but that really broke his heart right to what? to kind of turn around with his son. Yeah. Plus he's go, famous. Shit. I mean, it's like a famous guy walking, you know, everybody's like pointing and yeah, I get that. Right. And, you know what I mean? So I just think go out and do it for whatever reason you're doing, man, just do it. And just, there's no, like, no, nobody's going to do it for you. And, and you know, there's nothing in your way. Nobody's like, I'm not any more special than anybody else. You know, I think if you can prepare your mind for it and you genuinely want to do it, you can do it. There's nothing stopping you. There's no excuse. There's nothing stopping anybody. I, I totally agree with that. And because I, I, you know, I've done it and it's, I've told myself a million times I can't do it. And I've been, you know, victim, my own, my own bad thoughts and, and my own self-sabotage, but it's true. Right. You know, and you have to want to do it for yourself. Cause I've tried so many times I've done it for people. Like I was in a relationship with, um, thought it was a thing I should be doing. You know, like uh, Ziegler told a funny story. John Ziegler was on here and he told a story about when I was supposed to be on WW at the time. And I was on the phone with him like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to Wendy's. I'm going to get a salad. And I thought I muted him and he heard my order. It was like two double cheeseburgers, fries, like, you know, frosty. Oh, that's hysterical. And, you know, because it was always a thing that I should have been doing. So, like, in the in the public, you know, when I was with, around other people, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this. Um, just because it was easier then to, you know, not have to answer questions about what are you doing. Because I would get that from audience members. Audience members would always ask me, what are you doing to lose weight? I'm like, what if I'm doing nothing? Like, what if it isn't, <laughs> you care. Like, yeah. Go away. I mean, look, at the way, the way. People used to, other parents would always kind of be horrified. You always hear these stories of parents when they have babies. And I got I got two wee ones, right? So you always hear this about babies and they go like, you know, sometimes the day goes by and they don't eat food because like I was too busy taking care of my kid. I'm like, no, no, take care of yourself first. You know what I mean? Just don't worry about your kid because if you can't eat, if you can't take care of yourself and you can't take care of other people, that's why you're on a plane and when those oxygen masks fall, they say, look, take care of yourself first and then help the kids. Yeah. Right. So it's the same. It's the same with anything you do in life, man. You can't be good to anybody in your life unless you have taken care of yourself first. You know, you got to have that mentality of like, listen, I'm taking care of me first. And then as a result of me taking care of me, then I'll put all my energy and time into you. But until then, it's all about me. 
I don't mean that in a selfish way, but it's no, doing, you I, know. I, I agree with that 100%. Here's speaking of selfish, Bill, we'll wrap it up in a little bit. Um, so pandemic ends. What's the first thing you're doing? Uh, going back on stage. And um, yeah, that's, I, I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you, man, yeah. because you know what? I, I have, I have formed uh, a life out of the pandemic it's crazy, right? We we've actually adapted to to this. Yeah, I I was just fortunate enough to like I went back to school during this time to deal with addiction and alcohol and drug abuse, right? Um, so I I went back to school. I'm nearly finished that course. Okay. Right. So I mean, again, just in case the world changes and we'll never get back to comedy again, so I got to have a backup plan, right? So. Um, I did that, you know, uh, motorcycle license, hunting license, all like, yeah, I've never like, <laughs> no, like I couldn't even discipline my cat for shitting on a rug and I'm going to like shoot a deer in the heart. You, know, you um, ride a motorcycle through the woods shooting a deer. Yeah. why not? <laughs> so, but you know, I, I took advantage of everything, you know, of the time that was, that was the lockdown. I didn't go like, Hey, I'm going to watch breaking bad and find me what, see what everyone was talking about. I didn't. Yeah. I might watch a bit of TV at the end of the night when I'm lying down, kind of just unwinding. But TV is not really a part of my life. Well, I mean that's that's a good you know good way to spend your time. I mean that you think about like you know everybody was like originally it's two weeks. That's what the whole mentality was. We're gonna shut down right, for two weeks, right. and then when two weeks is over, you know we'll go back to normal. And it's been you know it's almost a year. I mean in March it'll yeah, be a no. year. And people, I think that's why I think people got caught up in that because right away, the first thing was that Tiger King series. Everybody got caught up in Tiger King. Yes. And then, you know, because we're home, it's two weeks. We'll, we can binge watch something. And then it was the next thing and the sure. next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And then, like, you know, I, I actually I deliver um, on the side, like, you know, food delivery. I do like, you know, on the apps. Yeah. And um, I see what people are ordering sometimes. And people have gotten lazy. During this time, like I, I delivered, um, a Red Bull from seven 11, a Red Bull, single, no way. single can 12 ounce Red Bull from seven 11. And the guy lived down the block and he went on the, went on an app and paid a delivery fee and everything else to get a Red Bull down the block. That's what, that's how crazy people are getting during this thing. Yeah, man. I'll go to a place like Chipotle and I'll just see like. The, this certain Chipotle I go to, there's a bunch of them that are great, but the one that I went to out in Riverhead, um, it's it, it, it's miles from my house, but I, go, I just happen to go out there, and it's like they don't care, and all, the staff will not help the line because they're too busy trying to get the Uber Eats together. Yeah, and it's just these shelves like it's a library full of mm-hmm. brown bags, and these guys walk in. They don't, they don't even ID them. They walk in and just grab a bag and nope. walk out again. I'm like, That's it. I just show my phone. Food? And they go, who are you going to pick up? They just, they just grab a bag and they run. I, just, I said, I'm just going to walk in. I'm going to grab a bag. I'm just going to go potluck and see whatever I get and just roll with the punches. <laughs> but like, it's 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 fascinating, man, that people are just gone that way. And yeah, you might turn like, isn't this a great invention? Because what if someone's pregnant and they can't get out of their house? And if it's an old person. But let's be honest, they're not doing it. No, well, well, the good, the good of, thing was it helped my brother. My brother owns the deli and it was it was like a, almost like a saving grace during this thing was was the the the, the apps um right. you know because he you know there wasn't catering going on there wasn't parties so it was uh, people were buying food you know they were sitting at home they're buying food so in a way it was good but like 
I think now, like, you know, get out a little bit. Uh, you know, just actually go if you if you like that place, patron it, go into it, and you right. know, and see see what they got going. It's good to because I also feel like when if I'm ordering on an app and I don't have to tell somebody what I'm ordering, like so that was a lot of time the guilt with me too is like telling the person like you know when you're ordering two double cheeseburgers and fries and nuggets and a milkshake and then two pieces of cake, you're right. kind of like you know at a certain point you, you you're even just a little embarrassed by. It. When you're ordering on yeah, an app, yeah, it's like, course. you're like, click, 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 <laughs> click, click. So that's where I think, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of like upset a little bit that I didn't have this um, like five years ago. Yeah, but you know what, man? It's, <laughs> it, 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 how many of those meals did you miss because you were too, like, I don't want to go up. I got over now. it. I got over right, it very, exactly. very quickly. Right. <laughs> As soon as- I, I, I get the Uber Eats or whatever it is, you know, and it's our Grubhub, whatever they're called. Like, and I get maybe there's some people who are, there's a few people that are pregnant who don't want to get out there, almost about to pop yeah. elderly people. Um, and then maybe some people who have a phobia of the past, but that's not all of them. I think a majority of them, it's got to be laziness. Oh, yeah, gotta ab- be laziness. absolutely. Because I, you know, um, I just see what they order. And sometimes I, one person ordered like cereal and M&Ms from 7-Eleven. And that's what I delivered Jesus to them. Yeah. Christ. So I mean, I guess that's something that you, you'll be doing. All right. <laughs> that's how you know it's over. Mick Thomas is ordering cereal and M&Ms from 7-Eleven on Uber Eats. Yeah, right. Oh, Jesus. All right. Before that's we get out of here, man. Mick, uh, plug your podcast. Tell everybody where they can hear it, where they can get it. Yeah. At, at my podcast is called Cheaper to Therapy. It is available pretty much everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, uh, Podbean, where, where they're all available. Um, you know, and I post them on my Facebook and my uh, Instagram too, which is Mick Thomas. Um, yeah, that's that's where you get them. Mick Thomas. That's going next week. I'm going on the video finally. Thanks so to you. You're going to you're going to video, okay? And you, yeah, you, yeah. Your Instagram is Mick Thomas Comedy, not just Mick Thomas. Correct. So, I, oh yeah, you know, I don't, I'll help you out with that yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's on the interweb. It's you know you can find it. It's on so, the MyFi. So definitely check that out. His his. Are you going to be doing it on Facebook Live? Or are you going to be doing it? Um, or just it's going to be live on. It's going to be live on YouTube. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to post the audio up. So I'll have two separate mics going for that because I don't know how to take the audio from one. I, I can help you with that. I'll, I'll... <laughs> It'll be like before. Hit yeah, the button. Yeah. The camera button. <laughs> Uh, All right, Mick. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us tonight on the podcast. I had a blast. It was good. Good seeing you. That's the first time I've actually really seen you uh, during this yeah, whole time. Man, thanks for having me. Cheers no problem. We'll me. have you back again. And uh, good luck with your podcast. And uh, hope you you make it through all right. Yeah, man. You too. All the best. All right, man. Thanks for being on the show. Be good. All right. All right, everybody. That was episode 149 of the WW Bro Podcast. I want to thank Mick Thomas for being our guest this week on the show. Check him out on Instagram at Mick Thomas Comedy and check out his podcast, Cheaper Than Therapy, available on iTunes and all your podcast listening device. Same thing with the WW Bro Podcast. You can find us on iTunes as well. And please, five-star rate and review. I love reading the reviews. Love sharing them on social media. As always, all the podcast is available at www.bropodcast.podbean.com. You can follow me on Instagram at ComicAnthonyD and the podcast at www.bropodcast. We are played in and out each week by Hollow and their single Something to Believe, 
also available on iTunes. My best friend Nick wrote this song. So while you're there, you can check out his new band, Demon Scar. They just dropped a new album. You can also find it on demonscar.bandcamp.com. Only one place Long Island to go for your deli needs. That's Finn's Deli, 4646 Merrick Road in Massapequa. Tell my brother Mike you heard the plug on the show and then get yourself an Uncle Cheese. It's the best sandwich out there right now. Definitely go ahead and check that out. There will be a bonus episode this week. We had a guest tonight, so there will be a bonus episode of the WW Bro Podcast. It'll be on the Patreon page. Become a Patreon member. Go to patreon.com slash Podcast. You'll also have access to all the past episodes as well as a 40-minute stand-up set that I recorded in 2015 and never released. So definitely go check that out. Once again, I want to thank everybody who joined us on Facebook Live and everybody listening at home on your podcast listening devices. This has been episode 149. I'll talk to you next week.